Welcome to the Rally Podcast. I'm Marissa Raglan. I'm Josh Vaughn, and we are the co-founders of Rally. We are all about cultivating community through creativity. We explore creative communities and the communal landscapes they foster. Today, we come to you from Studio 6, located in the Paseo Arts District in Oklahoma City. Welcome to my studio. We are honored to have our friend Caitlin Noel Nick with us on the podcast. Caitlin's a multidisciplinary OKC-based artist and founder of Art Friends, a national platform dedicated to supporting emerging artists through community support and growth. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so much fun to have friends on the show. I think all of us met at Artist Inc. OKC 2015. What was that experience like for you? Did you discover anything new about the creative community in OKC? Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome. Yes, that that's honestly wild to think about that we all met seven years ago through Art Artist Inc. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that opportunity was really helpful for everyone involved. But especially myself, I had just graduated art school in 2015 in May. And I did that program that fall. So for me, it was like a big confidence booster. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with like ending with the Pecha Kucha at the end and being. <laughs> the, what, 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 what were they calling it? The Pachaka Cha. Pachaka Cha. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that was really my first artist talk. That was just like such a, yeah, kind of like rip the band aid off experience on public speaking. So, yeah, I think what I really discovered during that experience is how welcoming and unique and diverse our Oklahoma City art community really is. So at that time, I was living in Norman, and I really had only really known like my art community in art school, so which is very insular and just uh, very separate from like the greater community. So that was really like a bridge experience that introduced me to all of you and so many like just diverse creative people right like comedians musicians dancers writers like yeah. visual artists and seeing how we all can work together and continue to work together now seven years later and i think it was just like it opened up the door to possibility and that that's what i really got from that experience i was just gonna say did do you think it excited you for collaboration or did it give you tools to set off as a solo artist I think, I think both. I think it made me realize where I needed to grow personally and really think about that, like how all of us play a role and mm -hmm. we're not competitive and yeah. we are collaborative. And so I think that was a big growing experience. Like, yes, I can have the tools to go off on my own now, but I also have the tools to work together and the mm -hmm. mindset to work mm -hmm. together. Yep. Well and I, I think working together with other people makes you better in your solo work too. Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, 100%. that's, yeah, I would not be a 10th of the artists that I, that I am today. I'm, I'm not like this great artist, but I'm, I'm confident. I know how to do my craft and I enjoy it and know how to improve it only because of, you know, people, you know, like y'all and, many others who have just invested in me and they give you confidence. They give you uh, tips. They also give you great criticism like, Oh man, that that's total crap. You probably don't want to do that or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely artists think for, for me, one thing that surprised me the most was look at what those people are doing right now. It is, cr it is crazy. I mean, people who don't know what artists think the experience was, I, I hopefully it comes back to Oklahoma city sometime because 
those people are the ones doing big stuff all over and together in collaborations. I mean, it's just. It was definitely an incubator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It just seemed like at peak time that it served a really great purpose to help elevate all artists who are a part of it. Yeah. Shout out to Artists Inc. We want to see you back here. In yeah, we do. What, what is it going to take? Yeah. Caitlin, your art is so inviting and comforting. I've heard you speak of creating from a place of whimsical play and joy. What is your creative process and how do you approach your painting? Thank you for saying that. You know, I think it's ever evolving. And hearing that question and like thinking about just like the whimsical joy and play and seeing it now from this perspective, like I'm kind of transitioning into like, yes, it's whimsical still, but I think like as I have grown as an artist and as a person, it's developing into more like deeper feelings, right? Like, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. especially growing even from like recently with like my sister's death and like really feeling like the the opposite of whimsical joy and play and like the deepest, like darkest feelings, like truly knowing grief and like bringing that into my work now and just like feeling like the full kaleidoscope of emotions and turning that energy and transmuting it into a physical, you know, tangible thing that other people can not only see, but feel like mm-hmm. on a soul level like that. Well, I just got goosebumps talking about it, but that's great. That's that to me is like the key. Like that is what I think my work is about is mm-hmm. connecting on that soul level and mm-hmm. definitely um, like my soul to yours. And yeah. The process, it seems like, like the, you navigate and you, you're so present in the process of creating a work. I'm interested in say like, do you ever find yourself stuck in the messy middle with a painting and just, you can't quite push through that emotion or push and find an ending? Yeah, dude. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I often get stuck. I'm feeling that now. Like with work I started, sometimes it takes me months to pick it back up and work through it. It's so easy just to get stuck. I think as we work through those emotions in that phase, our work comes along with us. Nice. Yeah, eventually I will always pick it back up and finish it. But, you know, sometimes maybe it's years later, sometimes right. it's months later. So, but yeah, it's definitely a, a process for sure. That's yeah. awesome. I think that you touched on something that is really deep. Why do artists make stuff? And it's touching on is that there's this, there's incommunicable things inside of us that are deeper than our mind and our body and and our emotions. There's things that we can't communicate any other way than putting our pen to paper or paintbrush to a canvas. And and I believe that's why art is so moving. And because you put in, you'll you'll emote and put into your work things that don't have to do with the composition. That and I I can't explain it. It's like you look at a Rothko and you find your Rothko. And you, you don't want to move. I mean, that's, there's emotions, there's pain, there's happiness, and there's discomfort and complete comfort all at the same time sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's just, it's kind of like, it's, it's your, your, your soul communicating with other people. And when people get on that wavelength, it's, it's huge. And so I, I actually think that by you being able to process all everything around you. I mean, you'll just become a, an artist that touch, touches even more people. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's what I see. So 
Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I think um, it's kind of like our job as artists, like we're, you know, like we're called to express and not everyone like is as brave mm-hmm. and like what, like they all have it, but maybe right. they aren't able to find that expression mm-hmm. yet. And yep. I think what we do as artists is we give them permission. We invite them in and we guide them. We guide them through that. It was Makoto Fujimura who wrote about the word he uses. I think, I don't, I'm going to butcher this word because it's like some Norwegian word. They're Marskapas, I think is what it was, but it actually came out of uh, Beowulf and it was about these border stalkers. These people who were who were in between, they weren't at the center of the camp. They were at the edge, but they were the people who had contact with with people outside the camp, and they were able to bring culture in and to take culture out. And he he says that's that's what the job of artists is: is they they bring messages in and and culture in and bring it out. And even though they may not be accepted by the mainstream, they're able to move in and out and they kind of seamlessly fade into whatever area they need to. And they are bring they are conduits and bringing messages and bringing, you know, their energy, new thoughts, you know, whatever new culture to, to everyone through being that kind of almost an outsider. That gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> what is a day in the life of the studio of Caitlin Noel Nick look like? <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think that my creative process starts with my spiritual practice and it starts with my journal, right? Like just getting like in the, in reclaiming my own presence and voice that day, how I'm feeling and tuning in. And then from there, if it is a studio day, if it's time to paint, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then yeah, it's time to paint. I usually do like a clearing, like I'll make space because it is so, my work is tends to be so large or I, I vary though. Like if it's tiny paintings or drawings or whatever it calls for that day, um, I make space for it. Like today, for example, I was inspired. I was inspired to do it for this, I mean, this rally show that's coming up, but just to really feel in the flow again be in that moment of flow so made space and then I usually start with if it's a brand new painting I'll start with laying down some color and sanding I do a lot of layers and building up on the surface one thing that I love to use is uh, watercolor pencils because they are so versatile so you can use it as colored pencils but you can also play with that watercolor effect. So by incorporating painting with it, it kind of has this like like blended, beautiful, transparent aspect to it. So that's what you see a lot in my work, and that's how I get that watercolor acrylic mm-hmm. blend, um, which I enjoy. I love how it can change on the canvas right. and change throughout the process. So I don't say in your current yeah. in your your current body of work for the last several years, that's kind of an iconic stamp of mm-hmm. are those embellishments like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. The fluidity. And I mm-hmm. see a lot of blue in your work. Yes. You, would you say that's a favorite color? <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> sky blue. I think uh, it's just so encompassing and freeing. And uh, every time, if I just sit down and go to make a color, it's sky blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always sky blue. And I know this sounds weird, but for me, I associate that with circles now because of your work. 
because you have so many circles and so much blue and so many of your works and so peaceful. So it's weird. It's like a frenetic energy. You feel like the paintings, it's peaceful, but it also feels like it's vibrating at the same time and about to just like take over the whole room. You know, <laughs> I really enjoy that. Thank you. I think it's a balance mm-hmm. between the both. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what sort of interaction are you typically trying to foster with your art? I think I really just want my work to grab people mm-hmm. <laughs> in like the most loving, oh. like welcoming hug, welcome them into my energy, but also connect with theirs. And that's the interaction I want. I want people to feel, feel like in that moment and in the moment of the work and connect to that space we're creating between me and the audience. And I think of it as like a personal little meditation, like between me and the viewer and uh, letting them in on into my space, but sharing their space with me as well. So I think it's a, I think it's a deep connection. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. Let's talk about a couple of your current projects, starting off with the Sunny Days Mural Festival. You were in the inaugural exhibition in 2021. Tell us about the festival, what your involvement is this year, and what the experience has been like. Yes, I love sunny days. So thank you for asking. So I was invited to be on the committee, the founding committee, to like help launch it. And it was spearheaded by my good collaborator friend, Virginia Seitz. And I was also gratefully included in the the lineup. So I was able to do a mural as well last year. But it was a joy. And it it's a joy to be a part of a initiative that is also welcoming and also community building. And it's like everything you wished was in a mural festival is what happened. Like the community building events leading up, the community building like within the week of the event, like between the artists and the like the location that we were in, the district, everyone had a role and everyone was welcomed into that role. And I think the committee in Virginia just did an amazing job at showing what's possible. This year, I am also on the committee again and here for round two. So yeah, we're kicking it into gear. We just did our artist selection. We're working on fundraising. Um, We have a beautiful location. I think it's going to be a a really stellar festival. Oh, wow. What are the dates for that again? It's August 6th. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So Sunny Days is a uh, very intentional mural festival that it invites in women and non-binary artists to create their murals in a community of other women and non-binary artists. So that's key. And not not only does it focus on that underrepresented minority, especially in the mural community and locally, uh, 20% of the walls will be dedicated to and are dedicated to first-time painters, first-time oh, muralists. That's, that's awesome. Great. Which, as a muralist, I fully support because getting that first mural, and Josh knows this, mm-hmm. uh, is a challenge. And uh, it's very hard. You face a lot of barriers, right. and it's so frustrating. And to be able to be an organization that supports that and offers that space for a first-time muralist is radical in, in its being. And yeah. To see and build that community with that emerging muralist and see their growth after the festival, the um, the work they get, the opportunities they get from having that first wall is real. Like, yeah. 
and it's impactful. The impact is there. But even, Josh, even like the confidence from that first mural to my, I mean, that was huge. It took me, I was, I remember feeling so timid to paint that wall. And like, it really did take me like eight hours, like Mm -hmm. to paint a tiny wall. And like, (laughs) it took me a week to paint a 65 foot wall. Like the growth from that moment was exponential. It's real. Like, so yeah. Well, I I think that all that growth is really internal. It's, (laughs) it's, I think a lot of it was giving yourself license to do that even though you're not necessarily getting a license from everyone else to be able to do that once and then be able to say, okay, now I got this wall. I got this. It's the permission. Yeah. Yeah. So your first mural was at the gallery space in Goldsby that you managed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize, didn't make the connection. It really wasn't, it wasn't huge, but it was what I had to offer. So it was, there was a wall that wrapped around that came two doors and. I do remember this. And I came to She painted all the places (laughs) in between the doors and then, but then it wrapped around too. It was beautiful. I loved it because whenever you first walked in, it just drew you through the entire space because there was something on that wall with all the gray walls, there was something on that wall that was that was energetic. It was 100% Caitlin, and you're just like it. It kind of made the whole space like one big piece. That, that's the power of murals. Exactly. That's exactly. I I love murals for that effect. Especially, I love seeing my own work in that scale because it does that. It flows the space. It mm-hmm. really does add add a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very and inviting. I, yeah, and I I fully believe that your work, the bigger it gets, the better it gets. Oh. So it's because you look at the small ones and you're just like, I want to climb inside that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can't fit. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, I might be able to fit in this one. It's like you know, life size. I'm going to see a Caitlin mural the size of the side of a building, a parking garage, a something. I think it would be, it would brighten everybody's day, and they would just love it. Thank so. you. That's the goal, honestly, is like, if you were to ask me what my ideal art, like 10 years from now, five years from now, like what type of art would be, I would be making, it's that, like, that's, that's what I do now. That's what I'm striving for. Like, cool. is that immersive? Like, let me climb into this yes. <laughs> space. And, you know, I'm, I am diving into different ways to bring that to creation. So including murals and maybe some collaborations. So. That's awesome. If anybody has a multi-story building that they want a mural on, they will let Caitlin do it. Get a hold of her. Yes. Yes. Oh, Caitlin, can so. I talk about the piece that I have? Of course. Which is made of milk cartons. Oh, yeah. What? I haven't seen this like one. Plastic, right? Melted plastic. Melted you yeah. plastic. Yeah. 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 Great. I don't even remember It's that. my like, first work of art in my art collection at home. Oh. Is a Caitlin Nick. And it's got mixed media. It's like... You have a coffee filter one. I have a coffee filter one. Yeah, that's old school. Yeah, I've got the OG Kate one. Is this this pre... He has an old school one too. Is that... Is, yeah, I have a, a little mini one huh. uh, with the foam on it. Yeah. So she was doing foam cutouts and stuff. And yeah, I, I fell in love with that. One. Y'all got some experimental. So the first time. The, the good stuff. The first time more. I saw your work, though, was pr- just prior to that. Momentum Tulsa. I like walk around and I see these like stalactite, stalagmite like collections of of these organic forms attached to the wall and around the corner. And I'm like, like What? Just I couldn't place like what the material was. And so it was so exciting to learn and then even see your process evolve now of the exploration of the media, of the technique, 
how the fluidity of something like melting jugs and wearing a mask to protect yourself, but then also like being up close with a delicate and like whimsical painting. It's this is just me fangirling. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank so you. My curiosity. So uh, did you buy that? Was that pre or distinct piece? It was around that time, 2015, 2016. Okay, it was right. Yeah. Did you okay. know Caitlin yet when you bought that piece? No, but I remember like somehow inquiring, like, what is this made of? <laughs> that that was the driving factor. I was really interested. That's what brought about the inflatable pieces was that, you know, it was like that drive to bring this flowy, colorful painting into reality. How can we bring it in and really connect in like a tangible way? Yeah. And it was like giving materiality to that essence of painting. And so I really loved the aspect of using everyday materials. So like coffee filters that I painted and dipped in wax because it did transform them mm -hmm. and it obscured them and it made people wonder like what you is said, that? what is it mm -hmm. and like why is it grabbing me like this mm -hmm. <laughs> like and yeah Do I want to so. touch it I want to oh, climb yeah. inside it yeah See? man we could you could have a whole book on that of art and why is it the why is it is the most important question that we could ask about art you know, why does it make me feel this way? It's a freaking coffee filter with wax <laughs> on it, but it moves me or it's this, or like I mentioned earlier, like a Rothko, it's, it's, it's paint on a canvas and it's layers and layers and layers. But why is this drawing me in? That is, sorry, I just, that's a rabbit trail there that I think we could really follow forever. That's <sighs> how you know we're all artists because we're like, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I'm already telling this is going to be a long podcast because we're just all just like, so artists, yeah. art. We love it. Art friends. We all need them. You founded a national artist community named just that. Can you share a bit about art friends and its purpose? Art Friends feels like the answer to everything I was looking for for the last three, four or five years. Like, I feel so grateful <laughs> that it exists, that I had all the, you know, the path to creating it opened up and that I was able to bring it into fruition because it is so serving and it serves me and it serves the community and it's building community, right? Like, so Art Friends is a platform for emerging artists and it's there for artists to feel connected and it's there for them to feel supported and like they can grow on their own, like their own path and realize that the, the world is there for them and that, you know, like through support and community and connection, they can literally do anything. And that's what I really want is for emerging artists, especially to feel empowered and to feel like they have the resources they need. I think so much about that, about feeling empowered is finding your connection to not only your confidence, but to the resources that are already available to you and feeling empowered enough to make that connection and just step into their own power. And so... I, when I developed Art Friends, I wanted it to be online so I could access artists anywhere. So that's what I was hungry for is not only, you know, our beautiful community here, but expansion. Like right. how can we connect to artists in Oklahoma City to artists elsewhere? 
And I think that's something that Oklahoma City needs and Oklahoma needs, Mm -hmm. our artists need, but also why not build that network bigger? And Mm -hmm. how can we foster that without artists leaving the state? How can Mm -hmm. we foster it online with the resources available? And um, it's really just building that web, that web Mm -hmm. that already exists and expanding it. And so Art Friends is that for me. It's my answer to that. It brings in everything I'm interested in, but I think that also like is helpful for artists. Like we focus on mindset, we focus on career support, just sharing your art, building confidence in what you're making and sharing it. Mm -hmm. And we have a whole online community on Discord that um, has a lot of opportunities for artists to share resources, opportunities that like applications for them to apply for, residencies, they share their art, Mm -hmm. what they're working on maybe something that they don't post online. Like Mm -hmm. that's the juicy stuff, right? That we get to share within our like safe community Mm -hmm. that we're building. And so um, they can ask for feedback on their work. They can meet artists all across the country and connect. And I I think it's really beautiful and I'm grateful to be a part of it and to found it and bring it into fruition. So what has it brought that's been unexpected to you? Like you, you wanted to do this, but then after it gets going, you you realize that it's it's bringing something you didn't even know you needed. Is there anything like that 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 has happened? I think the most surprising thing t- for me about Art Friends is how many artists have joined that I did not know previously. And uh, you think like when you start a pro- like a program or platform like this that it's your community that's gonna like your immediate people that you know who are gonna join. I did not know many, most of the people who joined wow. and that showed me that the need is there Yep, and yeah. that it's, that I can attract it <laughs> and that all I have to do is literally build it and they will come. Like That's that cool. phrase came to mind because so many people who I didn't know before came mm-hmm. because they needed that. And it's a lot of people who don't have, are not plugged into the art community who are looking for that who feel isolated and Mm -hmm. who feel like they're not really sure about claiming artists or they're used to, they claim artists, but they, you know, like they haven't done in a while or maybe they're full-time artists and they're just like, I want to be a part of this. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a a very diverse group and they all just came. If someone was listening, they want to become part of Art Friends. How do they do it? Yes. So uh, they can go to the website, artfriendsforever.com and click on membership. It describes the different options that are available to them. We have a community option that's just the online discord and they get to attend the art talks. Then there's also a community and classes option. So with that tier, they get access to the monthly classes, um, which are super awesome. They are with uh, different people like Last month we had a person talk about she's a like a witch and a coach and she came in to talk about rest, the magic of rest. <laughs> so it's really interesting. And um like yeah, so with the community and classes tier, they also get access to a uh, digital library of all the recordings of the art talks in all the classes. So Sweet. yeah. Um yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I love, I think as an artist, I love uh, studying and like 
I love attending workshops and I love uh, meeting new people and just like diving deeper into like that learning that doesn't really happen outside of school, like the art school atmosphere. Right. And, you know, like where can you go to meet up with the same people, <laughs> and, like <laughs> learn together and then yeah. and then grow together. And that's what Art Friends really is, is like that community of people who are saying yes. That's very cool. Yes to it. So yeah. if you had say, you know, you're top two you know big dream workshops like who would it be what would it be about I feel like we're living the dream already <laughs> I, mean, uh, I I am so jazzed about giving and like that's the whole magic about that platform is giving people opportunities to be teachers and yeah. like and because I understand like the confidence that comes from being a leader and like being able to share that and invite someone else on that platform. And I think that peer-to-peer -peer learning is so powerful and so empowering. So is the the peer-to-peer -peer teaching and giving that that opportunity, is that something that's lacking, I think, in not just the in the art world, but then life in general, is people want you to show up with all your experiences from somewhere else. But there's there is so much that is the peer-to-peer -peer learning that is not offered and is invaluable that we don't have. And I'm glad that y'all are offering that. Thank you. I think, yes, yes, and <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it really does take someone to see that and give you that permission and invite you to step into that role. Yes. What is your origin story? At what inflection point did you identify as an artist and how did that make you feel? I feel like I've always known <laughs> that yeah. I'm an artist from the get-go. And um, so I actually come from a family of creative people. So my grandpa was an artist and had a studio where he taught uh, students. He published a book. He did a lot of contract work for the government. And uh, I just always knew that art was in our family. And I think when you grow up with that, you claim it. And um, so it wasn't like a fantasy. Like it's, right. a, it's a reality that you, every time we went to like our grandparents' house, like we see it, we see his art, we That's see, so cool. you know, and like even the women in my family made, they were always makers and like either quilts or baskets or, you know, it's creativity was there. That's and great. same with my father and they just encouraged it early on. And that was, I think as a kid, like where I found my joy was through making and also through like escapism. <laughs> it's like, I always went to art and, uh, it was, I just realized very early on that it was, it was so important to me and I don't think I've ever questioned it. And so pursuing it through school, through high school, I had a phenomenal art teacher in high school, and she's the one who really taught me that not only is it fun, but it's healing and mm -hmm. it's powerful, and you can, and it's also you know serious. Like mm -hmm. this is a real, real deal career, babe. And like from there, I went to art school, and I just, I just feel like I committed ever since. And I don't think there's any other thing I could be doing. <laughs> like that's how it feels. That's so. awesome. Um, I'm yeah. curious what your family said when, when you were like, Oh, I'm going to art school. Like I'm, I want to study art. Uh, they, I mean, so even though they are creative people, they also understood the challenges and, uh, I think they weren't super enthused. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they also knew that I was very determined and they knew that I was going to do whatever I wanted. 
And what I wanted was to be an artist. And if they disapproved, it was only going to like fuel my fire. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it's happening. Yeah. That's great. We love talking to strangers, but like there's some serious comfort when you have history with people. Yeah. And you actually get to. One of my favorite things to ask Julia, and maybe I'll ask you as well, is, you know, what was little Caitlin like? (laughs) It's like my favorite question now. That's so sweet. What was little Caitlin like? Little Caitlin was very, um, (laughs) she was like very loud. (laughs) She loved the sound of her own voice. And uh, I just remember like, and there's videos of like me just singing, being like, you will hear me now. I am (laughs) joyful. (laughs) She was also uh, very bossy. Okay. So yeah, I'm bringing her back, you know. I like that. Like a cool. little Caitlin. (laughs) Not so little anymore. Not so little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Man. So you mentioned art throughout high school, but any other passions along the way that maybe helped form you? Um, so I, this is kind of a, a Caitlin fun fact. So I was very into Girl Scouts. Wow. <laughs> yes. So I joined like really kind of later on, like in fourth, fifth grade, and I fell in love. Like I loved everything. I loved earning badges and like doing activities, <laughs> like camping and learning like sur- survival That's cool. skills. Cool. Yeah. I was really into it. And my first, my first job was at a Girl Scout camp as like a dishwasher. And I ended up getting to go to camp like through working there. And it was not only a lifesaver for me personally in that time, but it really instilled in me confidence and the skills I needed to know to like go on in this life as a confident, empowered, like scout really. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, that's, that would, I would say a side passion. That's great. <laughs> I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, I'm, it's kind of like a, <laughs> like people kind of make fun of it. I think because I continued until I was like 18, like I never quit. And uh, <laughs> they were like, can you please leave? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like adult Girl Scouts. Yeah. I didn't go that far, but I, yeah, I like found my family like in Girl Scouts. Oh. Oh, love that so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Man, shout out to girl scouts yeah yeah become caitlin's sponsor yeah <laughs> definitely yeah support art friends thank you <laughs> so what is your biggest challenge as an artist i think that i mean i feel like i'm not alone in saying this but i feel like we all and i personally feel isolated even in like today's world where we feel like we have such immediate access to other people and like opportunities and inspiration like it's so easy to feel isolated and I think especially post pandemic like you know not quite post pandemic like still in it but it's it's that isolation is real and I think that isolation is what drove me to start Art Friends but also to I mean just like actively seek answers to that and I think even you know like I know this is a look like a local art initiative building local community but Mm -hmm. like it feels isolating sometimes to not have immediate access to resources outside of the state and I think that's my biggest challenge right now is finding collectors finding opportunities that I that feel expansive and Mm -hmm. I think it's one thing to find the beauty in our local 
atmosphere and environment, but something about me has that wanderlust and that right. thirst for expansion and just uh, even not only just with collectors, but with just opportunities that feel stretchy. Yeah, I low-key think it's my Sagittarius son that's uh, <laughs> like wants to travel, wants to grow, and it's all about like goals and expansion and uh, yeah. So I I feel very thirsty for that. That's my biggest challenge right now is like how do okay, like I'm good here, but how do I keep growing? Where would you like to see the Oklahoma City art community in say 5 years? I want to see it grow. I mean, in in ways that like areas that have not been met yet. Like for example, studio spaces like this. We need more of them fully to have that community of artists together. It's one thing to have a studio that's in a isolated building like you got the basement or like to have a home studio but what we really need is more artists together to have a shared studio space with individual spaces like like the one here at studio six and like i've seen it done so well elsewhere and i'm like y'all bring this here like where's our fund like our funder let's bring this my husband sean and i went to austin and we went to a studio tour and i I kid you not it was like number 324 of this studio tour that means there's 323 other (laughs) studios on this tour before this and it had about 50 artists like in this building it had a gallery it had a wood shop like Everything was there and it was so like thriving and like they were all so just like you could just feel it. Like I felt inspired being there, like going into all the little spaces and seeing how they like transform their space and they had their own ideas and offers and like creations and seeing how they connected with the person next to them. And mm-hmm. it, I was like, I want that <laughs> here, yeah. like yeah. here, I want that yeah. here so bad. And, uh, I don't see it and I haven't seen it and I've seen them start and then you know, like not get the support. And, I would love to see that happen in five years. And that is what, I mean, I'll sign up, like hit me up if that happens, but I'm ready. Like, (laughs) so. Imagine the collaborations that come out of that place and they would never have overlapped otherwise. I think that would be, that's cool. Well, it's, you know, I I witnessed that here in the studio is, is that Mm -hmm. a lot of times things just happen by like what feels like osmosis Mm -hmm. that just being near them, I'm picking up techniques or media even you know I partnered up and collaborated with Mikey and gave her some dried plants and she incorporated that into her encaustic works and so we each kind of give each other different things to add to our work so yeah that would be incredible to see more opportunities like that in Oklahoma City let's do it yeah I think the people in this room right now can make it happen yeah, we just need a real estate guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at Rally, we are constantly advocating for the cultivation of community through creativity. What does that look like to you, Caitlin? Cultivating community through creativity. I think that I truly believe that we all bring different skill sets to the table, different perspectives and different strengths. And whenever you cultivate that, it builds a, a truly stronger community, just like you know, like one single thread compared to a woven rug, like it only strengthens the community. And I think when we each contribute to that and when we get to highlight our skills and bring them together to collaborate and really 
have that strong network, magic can happen. Right. Like that's true. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Like um, we're creating more opportunities. We're creating more visibility. Uh, we're creating more education and inspiration for not only us as the art community, but for the community at large. And I think it's so impactful and so necessary. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's very well said. This is the question. Okay. It's kind of like our signature question or whatever, but it's something we actually are very passionate about. It's been the one question that every single time, people surprises and uh, so you talking about like one thread versus a woven it's just like yeah my mind goes, that's great yeah, <laughs> yeah this is it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and it's and true. so yeah i love that question but yeah because i mean really what we're doing is creating a larger family like oh, exactly yeah. yeah yeah and that and that's what we all need love you guys especially today i mean that today's world we we need as much fans we can get who are three local creatives that inspire you? Right now, I so I just went to Crystal Bridges and saw the art installation by Julie Alpert. I think Julie Alpert and Andy Arkley in, based out of Tulsa are stellar. They're the real deal. I mean, I think what they do with abstraction and just materiality and craft is so cool. And to see it like from idea to creation to full-scale installation and to see how they collaborate together as like a you know like a husband-wife pair but also as individual artists like I'm so inspired by them and I am so grateful for like the Tulsa Artist Fellowship to bring them here they would be like who I'm really like excited to see more of Jaye Farrell Josh Jaye Mm -hmm. Farrell I think yeah I brought him on to talk to art friends recently and just seeing and like feeling and interacting with him like and experiencing his ideas. Recently, I went to an art show and he showed me this like 3D printed ball. It was like an orb of his designs. And it was, it was just cool. It was, it was cool to see it in that, but also to see it printed and on fabric and on murals and just to see his own growth. I'm excited to watch him grow and continue to just expand us all like through his mediums, but also through like what he's interested in. And lastly, I would say Virginia Sites, my bestie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think as a creative, I think creatives who create other opportunities for other artists is mm-hmm. top notch. Like, yep. I mean, how could I not be inspired by that? And I think for her, like knowing her personally, but also being able to be involved in what she's creating and, you know, it's really putting it's elevating artists with you like mm-hmm. is what she's doing through sunny days but through her artwork and to call her a friend like <laughs> it's just so sweet and yeah i'm always inspired by her we'd like to thank caitlin noel nick for sharing her time with us you can also follow along on instagram at caitlin n nick and check out her website at caitlinnick.com don't forget to check out Art Friends as well on Instagram at Art Friends Forever and online at artfriendsforever.com. Find this information and much more in our show notes for this episode on our website at rallyokc.com. And of course, we want to thank our audience for listening. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. You can follow us on Instagram at rally.up.okc. We'll be joining you again soon. Cheers. <laughs>